Hello, my name is Stephen Winston, and I'm a Muskegon Hikes resident and the owner of Culturally Vigilant at Muskegon, a community-based streetwear brand and independent startup. More than just clothing, Culturally Vigilant is a lifestyle and call to action. The designs I create are for both children and adults and are made to encourage conversation in the African-American community to help people come to places of knowledge and positive ideals about our culture and history in their own time, in their own way. I started my company after graduating from college where I played football and earned a degree in sociology with a youth concentration. At that point, I had to figure out what was next in my life and had to seriously ask myself, who am I? I thought back on an African-American history course that I had took in college in my last semester. A lot of things really stuck with me. I realized finding out who I was meant I would have to fill in more information from that history. I really started to wonder, why is there so much history about my ancestors that I didn't know? And through that college class, why am I just now learning tidbits that I never heard before? That's when I started digging. I'm going back into our history, back before slavery. I went back and learned about Africa, the transatlantic slave trade, any kind of move back and forth, past and present, through the years and up through this country. After getting angry about what I was finding, being upset about how history was taught through such a narrow perspective, how we were left out of history in so many ways, or defined in marginalized ways, it left me kind of confused. It left me not knowing where to go with the new information that I was learning. After processing all of that, going through the full spectrum of emotions and reflecting on it all, that's how I started my company, Culturally Vigilant, and that became my outlet. It was a place to channel positive energy from all those tough emotions I had to go through before finding my way. With all the information I had gathered, I knew what I had to do. There shouldn't be this gap in our knowledge about ourselves, about our rich and beautiful culture and unique strengths, about the struggles and victories, about all of it. I wanted to share these pieces of our history. The company was my way to keep informing others and to include the transition that I had went through. So people understood that yes, it's an emotional experience. There are historical reasons why we ourselves haven't felt safe sharing our own stories. And I wanted to find a way to recognize that lingering trauma while encouraging us to move forward. I wanted to continue moving that needle forward by consistently sharing the information with others because we all know you can't learn everything in one night or a year, it's a process. Over time, you pick up things here and there and share with others. That's what it's all about. We're a very communal people. That's what I've always found. We move forward by helping each other. Recently, I was hired to work on a project with a local grassroots organization, the Coalition for Community Development, to help collect and compile historical information about the African-American experience in Muskegon County. The intention is to help create an educational loan kit with our county museum, the Lakeshore Museum Center, that can be checked out and used by teachers, homeschoolers, and anyone else seeking to learn about the place we call home. This kit will sit alongside other titles such as Victorian Life, Michigan Indians, and Jewish Heritage, and will help to broaden the historical lenses and include the many contributions by black citizens of our community. The content will also be used by the Muskegon Area Intermediate School District to help inform curriculum development. The materials in the Lakeshore Museum Loan Kit are a good sample of local black history, 
and hopefully will encourage people to explore even further by visiting the James Jackson Museum of African American History in Muskegon Heights. One aspect of the history we focused on for these kits were civil rights. So this is how I became involved with a documentary film created by the local chapter of the NAACP, Muskegon Branch Unit 3147. The Muskegon chapter was founded in 1919, and for their centennial year in 2019, they wanted to document and preserve all histories of members who were active during the height of the civil rights era. The memories these individuals shared span from the 1940s through the 1970s. Not only did I get to do extensive research and preparation for the creation of this documentary, but I was also asked to become involved on screen as a narrator and interviewer. I learned a lot from this experience, and when you view the Muskegon NAACP video documentary, which they have made available for educational purposes to the Lakeshore Museum Center, I think you'll also find the stories of these elders, most now in their 80s and 90s, to be extraordinary. I felt honored to be in their presence and hear their stories firsthand. They really paved the way for the next generation and beyond, and I feel inspired to help carry that forward. Of all the things talked about during these interviews, one thing really stood out to me that I'd like to share more about, as I think they can apply today as well. During an interview with one of the gentlemen, he mentioned something he called MACABO, M-C-B-O, MACABO, the acronym for Muskegon County Black Organizations. He talked about how during the height of the civil rights era, the Urban League, local unions, churches, housing initiatives, and other organizations aligned under the umbrella of the NAACP as they worked together to reach the goal of securing the political, educational, social, and economic equality of rights in order to eliminate race-based discrimination. Each organization's strategies and tactics were different. One might focus their strategy more heavily on economic aspects, for example, while others approach a more general agenda. One group's tactics might be more confrontational when issues arise, while others might work more methodically behind the scenes through the courts. The strength comes from organizing tightly around the unified goal not that everyone needs to employ the same path to get there. Each would continue on in their own missions and with their own tactics, but that unity they form as black organizations seeking change for the better hope create a powerful block that was hard to ignore. It provided strength and to a certain degree safety in numbers. I found this interesting because so much was accomplished during the civil rights era and I wanted to know more about these unified efforts and the impact they had on progress. As I continued my research to learn more about Macabre, it led me to a document that showed the local Muskegon County Black organizations were further affiliated with a larger state initiative called MABO, Michigan Association of Black Organizations, Incorporated, MABO. This certainly helped increase the numbers and increase the strength of the Muskegon organizations through membership and and support for the larger statewide association. The document I found includes a constitution for MABO, and it outlines very detailed information for the organization's purpose and procedures. The preamble of MABO's constitution states, We, as members of the Michigan Association of Black Organizations, 
solemnly commit ourselves and our local communities to uniting the total black community to attain its greatest possible strength for the creative achievement of the purposes set forth below. Our joining together also attests to, number one, our recognition that effective survival for black people in a frequently hostile environment will depend on our ability to make rational, studied, and unemotional judgments on where the black community's intrinsic interests lie in each important issue that arises. And, number two, the imperative need for the black community to have a broadly based body through which to make those rational, studied, and unemotional judgments in matters affecting its intrinsic interests and our firm support of Mabo as that body. Together, as one, we now move forward, confident we will overcome the division and discord among us that, for well over three centuries, economic, political, and social justice for the black people that most every other American possesses and takes for granted. Ever mindful, therefore, that the cost of fragmented black community are always oppressively high and clearly destructive of the best interests and well-being of black people. We, the members of Mabo, under one banner to achieve common goals, shall set an irresistible example of unity for the black community to see. We shall overcome. The name of this nonpartisan, nonprofit organization shall be the Michigan Association of Black Organizations and incorporated under the laws of the state of Michigan. This copy of Mabel's Constitution I located is about 11 pages long, so there's a lot of information about the agreement among delegates from around the state. It clearly outlines the expectations and compelling reasons to unite as aligning organizations can take a lot of this work and a solid foundation for coming together is needed. It seeks to advance the cultural, economic, and political and social interests of the black community at all levels from state, national, and international. It also seeks to be an effective bridge between non-black groups and institutions and the black community in the interest of achieving mutual understanding, the pursuit of shared goals, and the resolution of common concerns. It pledges to be a vigorous and unrelenting advocate and preserver of the civil rights of black people and to be aggressive and uncompromising defender whenever and wherever those rights are imperiled. So that's the key takeaway from all of these historical documents and stories from those who were involved during the civil rights era. That really made me think about now, about our place in history as it's unfolding in our face. Goals, strategies, and tactics. If the end goals align among organizations, it's okay. It can even be beneficial if these strategies and the tactics to get there are different. Today, there are many groups working towards that goal of equal rights and eliminating race-based discrimination. Some have been around for hundreds of years, like the NAACP, and others for more in more recent years. When looking back at the progress made during the civil rights era, hearing firsthand how Muskegon County residents fought for a better future here, I believe it could be a good time for our community to again think about revisiting the Macable rules. To appreciate and respect that individuals, organizations might not use similar tactics. In fact, we might even disagree strongly with what the best tactic should be. But that shouldn't stop us from aligning and supporting each other towards that greater goal. To acknowledge that we may push to get there differently 
but we are all pushing to get there and we'll be stronger for it if we support each other. Keep each other informed and energized as we strive towards that goal each in our own way. I see a bright future for all of us here in Muskegon County, especially when we all have the opportunity to participate in it. Interestingly, it often starts by better knowledge and understanding of our past. We must remain culturally vigilant and know that history repeats itself.